I'm so thankful for our partnership with the Spot Athletics in Columbus, Ohio. Our offices and our studios are here. And because of our partnership, I get to offer you 10% off of any of their sport and life programs. That goes for athletes. That goes for adults. 10%. All you have to do is go to the spotathletics.com backslash get started and enter code unscripted10 in the comments. That's all you got to do. The spotathletics.com backslash get started and enter unscripted10 in the comments. And they'll get you started today. Now, here's JL with a little bit of his story. I wasn't a great athlete growing up. There was a lot of kids with more natural talent than I had. After my freshman year of football, when uh, I wasn't quite the star I always wanted to be, uh, that's when I decided to start lifting weights. Joined the local gym, and uh, you know, I, I honestly, I had no clue what I was doing. Just kind of did what I saw in the magazines. You know, I, I worked real hard, but uh, after a few months of really not getting any stronger, uh, I, I was really lucky because the gym manager, he uh, took me under his wing and he showed me how to really train. After a few weeks, I kind of noticed I started getting a lot stronger. After a few years, I was playing college football, and now many years later, I'm a world champion in powerlifting. Honestly, I owe everything I've done athletically to that gym manager. And I started the Spot Athletics because I wanted to make that kind of impact on people's lives. Hi, I'm J.L. Holdsworth, founder and head strength coach at the Spot Athletics. When I think about you Unscripted Podcast. We're Tori and Shana, and you're listening to our song called When I Think About You. Available on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you enjoy your favorite songs. But for now, let's listen in to your host and our friend, Aaron Conrad. Conrad. All right, everybody, welcome back to Unscripted from my studios here at the spot athletics in columbus ohio this is crazy this is crazy we're doing our very first in-person recording at the studios and we're doing it with three-time returning guest caitlin kaufman miss caitlin how are you i'm good how are you (laughs) i'm good i'm used to looking at a camera or a zoom or and here we are we're in the same room this is wild it is a little weird i'm not gonna lie (laughs) all right so Three-time returning guests, y'all have to go back and listen to other episodes because Caitlin has shared a lot. Our journey as friends and part of our team, part of our collective has been amazing. So y'all have to go back and listen to episode one, episode two. We're back for episode three because we have more to report, right? So let's start at the beginning. We were just talking about this offline two months ago, yesterday. I was visiting you in the hospital two months ago. What happened? So two months ago, I was super sick. Um, Didn't know what was wrong with me. I got tested for COVID, strep, all of that. They all came back negative. I they just kind of gave me antibiotics and was like, oh, well, there there you go. Um, Well, I woke up around like 1230 in the middle of the night with stabbing chest pain. Didn't know what was going on. Called my boyfriend. Because he kicked me out. Called my boyfriend. Shout out. Shout out. Yes. Anyways, 
Um, I called him and I was like, hey, like, I need you to take me to the emergency room. And I explained why. So he came, picked me up. Um, I ended up going to the emergency room. They did some blood work, found out that I had uh, myocarditis and mono. And they said that the cause of the myocarditis was because of the mono. So all of that happened. Um, I was sent to Riverside Hospital. They ended up transferring me over to Ohio State, uh, the Ross uh, Heart Hospital. And we went from there. And then you came and visited me. (laughs) I did. And actually, we have to back up for a minute because I think since our last episode, you announced you were going to return for your fifth year. Yes. You were going to take your COVID year, your extra year, and return to Ohio State. You're graduating this month? Yes. In a few days? On the 18th. (laughs) So we're two weeks away from Caitlin being official college graduate. But Caitlin's going to graduate. So just to keep everybody up to speed, again, if you listen to one and two, here's episode three. And I forgot to mention that you're, you know, so you returned for your fifth year because I think yeah. in, in, in our last episode, I don't think you were going to come back, but no. you did. And unfortunately, these circumstances took place and came to see you and scary yep. time, right? Like, like scary. Yeah, it it was very um, scary, especially when I was in the first like emergency room that I was or that I went to, um, they, when they told me that I had mono, I was like, okay, like, you know, whatever. Well, then the doctor came back in and usually the doctor doesn't come back into the room after, yeah. you know, whatever. So told me about the myocarditis and I looked at Scott and I was like, I need you to call my mom Yeah, because I didn't want to be the one to tell her. Obviously I was already a mess in general. Um, I didn't want her to like worry i knew she was gonna worry i just didn't want i just didn't want to talk to her about it yeah um so i had scott call her and then um she ended up coming down as well or coming up i guess she drove from tennessee her and my grandma um when i went to the ross hospital they came made sure i was okay hung out with me for a day spent the night and then um left the next day because my mom had to go back to work (laughs) Well, it's funny because when I was there, I remember they talked about certain numbers that mm-hmm. you had oh, to be God. within, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> remember that? So some very nice man nurse came in and was like, oh, yeah, you're, you're, you're currently at X and we want you to be at Y. And we're like, okay, well, what's it going to take to be at Y? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh, yeah. Well, no, they um, when they were testing my blood, they were testing for... Um, the troponin levels and apparently the troponin levels are supposed to be at like zero i was at five thousand. wow <laughs> yeah right right i remember yeah. that yep not not very good and so they were trying to get me to um come down they said that i i was tested three times throughout the night um if they kept progressively going down i'd be released in the morning yeah and so when i left I think your numbers were coming down, but mm-hmm. we were we were trying to hit some kind of target. Yeah. And the guy was very nice. He, he was like, you know, hey, it could change. Like tomorrow morning could be at two. Yeah. Right. And, and that's what we were shooting for. Um, so you did get there. They released you eventually. And then what's the journey been like since you were in the hospital? Yep. So they basically told me that I couldn't do any physical activity until November 15th. So this was October 6th or the 7th when I was released. Um, they told me I couldn't do any physical activity at all until November 15th was when I was meeting with the cardiologist again. November 15th rolled around. Um, they did another 
uh, cardiac MRI. They said that the myocarditis was getting better, um, but I was still having those really bad chest pains. So they didn't really like that too much. Um, They put me on prescription ibuprofen for a week, said that if it's gone, I can come back, do the stress test, all of that. Well, after that week, I was still having the chest pains pretty bad. Um, And then they ended up putting me on another prescription for three months. So I'm on a prescription for three months now. Um, Yeah, not not very ideal. Um, But I decided after quite a few weeks, I met with my doctor, my team doctor, um, and we kind of decided to medically retire because of the waiting game, me still having these chest pains, um, not knowing what the outcome could potentially be, not really knowing the exact reasoning for, you know, what was causing this. Um, it was just really scary. And so we decided to just medically retire. From October 6th, when I visited you in the hospital, to today, you haven't been able to practice. You haven't been able to have any activity whatsoever because they just weren't sure. And thank God for that. They're being cautious with your heart and everything related to it. Because I think most of us would rather have you here than playing Division I softball. Well, yeah. (laughs) But (laughs) as a Division I softball player, that doesn't make it any easier. And when your teammates are out practicing, and they're probably off right now, I think they're probably on a little bit of a break. I know there was fall and there was all those other games and practices and things that you were missing out on because you were told not to have any activity whatsoever. So how hard has that been for you as a Division One athlete, someone who, who has been active your entire life to be told, shut it down, don't do anything? How hard is that? It was really difficult. Um, and I shared on my writing that we published. Right. Um, It was super, super challenging. Me showing up to team practices, you know, every week, my teammates being out there. um, There were actually a couple of my former teammates that would tell me that they completely forgot that I was on the team. And that was super difficult. You know, like I have always been the type of person that's, you know, loud, obnoxious out on the field. (laughs) My teammates damn well knowing, excuse my language, damn well knowing that I was there. Yeah. Um, and so just hearing that from some of my teammates was super, super rough. Um, it was challenging, you know, not really being acknowledged when I was at practice. Um, and just the physical aspect of it is another thing. Like, like you said, I've been super active my entire life and now I'm just like sitting out. Yeah. I feel like a blob because I'm not doing anything. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, it was challenging for me. There's so much we can unpack, and that's why I'm glad you're here and we're looking at yes. the eye, <laughs> unlike a camera. But I think it's important because you mentioned it. So we have CaitlinKaufman.com. That's something mm-hmm. we've created for you and, and with your partnership in that we've opened up your blog. And now yes. we're going to talk about what's next here in a few minutes. It's funny that we have this opportunity to have a platform for you because I think so many athletes, and that's what I appreciate you. You're very vulnerable, very open in all of the things in your life that you've gone through. And one of those things is mental health, anxiety, depression, many things that you've been very open about. And I can't wait to read your blog as you continue to do it. But for now, not to do a plug, but you can find it at CaitlinCoffman.com. Click on blog and you'll see her writings. We've shared one on our platform as well. But I'm really excited for you to have that outlet 
because I think as an athlete, you have to have some kind of outlet besides the ball field when the ball field's no longer there. Uh, when you were going through this, how have you processed, because you couldn't go hit a ball, go to practice, how have you found outlets even before you announced your retirement? So, um, that's a really good question. I would honestly just say I listen to a lot of podcasts, um, <laughs> this one included. Um <laughs> Shout out unscripted. Yeah, shout out. Um, I would just say, you know, I give softball lessons pretty much every day. I mean, not really Thursday, Friday, but Monday through Wednesday. I um give a lot of softball lessons and that was kind of my outlet because I was still involved in softball. Right. Um, and you know, helping others. And I actually was just telling one of my girls this or my girl's mom this last night. I would much rather be coaching than playing. Yeah. And I know how like weird or bad or however you want to describe it is, but that's the reality. Like I would much rather be sitting there helping an individual get better at the sport than me playing myself. I would just say, you know, I was still being involved with softball through my lessons, uh, working teams, practices. Um, yeah. And this isn't a promo for your website, but I'm going to do a promo <laughs> for your website. <laughs> Um, at the end of the day on your website, there is opportunities for you to do lessons, speaking, and your blogs. We built your website before we knew you were coming back for your fifth year. So yeah. just so everybody knows, this isn't a promo for the website, but hey, the website is there <laughs> and Caitlin does lessons and we'll talk about the summer in a second. I think it's important to acknowledge the fact that as a dad of three athletes, we screw them up. I know that in today's society, parents tend to follow the path and the stream. And before we know it, we're like, how did we get here? How much are we paying again? What mm -hmm. team are they on? Because we're just doing the next thing. And, and in that process, I think the athlete, like yourself, is so important to current athletes because they need to hear from someone like that and not their mom and dad. And their mom and dad are doing the best that they can. I mean that genuinely. I know that my wife and I did the best we could, but I'm pretty sure when I look back at it now, there's decisions I would have made that were different. Mm -hmm. So I think that's why your lessons are important. Your speaking is important. When you're talking to a young player, when you're doing lessons, what kind of things do you impart? Um, obviously, you know, the physical stuff, just working on their swing, their defense, right, whatever. Right. Um, but I tend to go more so the route of boosting their confidence. Yeah. I know a lot of my girls that I work with, they're, um, they struggle with their confidence. And there's nothing more that irks me right. than when I have one of my girls just get super, super down on the, themselves, especially when we're sitting in a cage. Yeah, I'm like, this isn't the championship game of right. a tournament. Right. You know, like right. we're in a cage. We're working on what you're working on. Um. I try to, like I said, I try to instill more confidence in my girls, but I also try to teach them that softball is not who they are. And, you know, that's something that I didn't really know or understand until, I mean, the end of my college career, I guess, you know, junior year with my shoulder surgery, like softball was kind of taken from me in that aspect. Um, so I wasn't doing anything, yeah. you know, senior year was different. Um, and then this last year as well, softball's not who I am. Like yeah. I'm 
a totally different person, you know, outside of it. I'm so much more than what the sport is in general. So just trying to instill that in my girls as well. Like they are completely different than what, you know, like their coaches are looking at them as, you know, their teammates. They're so much more than softball. You had to deal with, you said it, your shoulder, this latest setback. These kids that you're doing lessons with now have had to deal with COVID, not being in school, not being with their friends. Like our kids, we've done them a huge disservice. That's another political podcast for another day. Something you're very passionate about is the mental health aspect Mm -hmm. of not just the sport, but life. When you're imparting wisdom into the people you do lessons with, I know you do this already, but isn't that a big part of it? We're dealing with the mental as much as we're dealing with exit velos and Mm -hmm. all that crazy stuff. Oh, 100%. I mean, that also just kind of goes back with the confidence um, aspect. I try to, I'm very open now. You said this earlier that I was very vulnerable and open. I didn't used to be that way, but now I'm very open to the mental health aspect of it where I can sit there and I can have that conversation and I can be vulnerable with my girls yeah. encouraging them to be as vulnerable with me. Um, Cause I know it's a difficult thing, especially when you're younger, like you have coaches, parents, et cetera, you know, telling you, well, just rub some dirt on it, you know, right. just <laughs> right. Right. Get over don't, it. Yeah, yeah. Get over it. Um, whereas I try to be that outlet for them yeah. um, for them to be vulnerable to be vocal about what they're feeling um because like i said i know it's difficult to be that way especially when you have outside factors kind of telling you to do the opposite hey everyone my name is cami pranel and i'm the executive director for my unscripted we hope you are enjoying today's interview my unscripted is dedicated to helping others find their voice passion and follow their dreams our team can help create websites apps YouTube channels, podcasts, media, and social content. Whatever your passion and vision, we can help. Our good friend Manny Ahomi of Samaritan's Feet once said, make sure your dreams and goals are big enough to create room for others to join you. We've created room for you to join us too. Find out more at myunscripted.com. Now let's join Aaron for the second half of today's interview. Well, let's say it right now. And again, this whole, this whole episode is not a promo for what you're doing, but it is, you know, there's opportunity. So if someone's listening to this, I think it will probably land in the softball community. If someone's listening to this, they're in the Columbus ish area. Uh, you're doing lessons. Do you want to update? What's that look like? How do I get in contact with you? What's that information? So right now I have a lot of parents reaching out to me through Facebook. Um, I would say just through my, any of my social media platforms, um, my email, which we can attach at the end of this, yep. um, contacting me through email, social media. Um, I would say my website, obviously. Absolutely. Um, just those three, you know, platforms, I would respond to those. <laughs> and you are at the shout out spot athletics. I know we're, we're sitting at the Grandview spot athletics, yep. but you do lessons at the Dublin yes. spot athletics. Is that correct? Yes, I do. There you go. <laughs> shout out spot athletics for everything that they do. We're both blessed to have our office quote mm-hmm. unquote. Yours is a net. Mine's a, a desk room. and, and <laughs> it's, it's, it's a room. A shout out spot athletics for their support too, of, of you and mm-hmm. me and everybody else. So, okay. Uh, what's next? Oh, gosh. 
I don't know. <laughs> if you graduate in two weeks, and I yeah. think anybody listening to this that's an parent is probably going, yeah, I was there. I actually interviewed for a job two weeks before I graduated. I had no idea what I was going to do with my life. Yeah. And, and I went for an interview and spent 18 years in corporate America because of that job. But that was two weeks before I graduated. Before that, I was planning on going back to work in a lumber yard. That's a true story. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> you're not alone in that. But yeah, you're two weeks away from graduating. Yes. What are your dreams? What do you want to do? I am wanting to go through the fire department to become um, a paramedic or EMT. That's kind of my goal right now. Next semester, I'm going to be just working, trying to make um, money to pay my rent. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's, that's ultimately what I want to do. I want to help people in what better way than to become a paramedic. And your degree is? Speech and hearing. Speech and hearing. Heather asked me the other day and I didn't get it right. I knew it was in there. Aaron, how long have you known me? I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. She asked me and I was like, uh, <laughs> oh my, my brain's only so big. Yeah. How long <laughs> have you known me? <laughs> You're a massive part of our team and have been. You did a camp this summer. Do you want to mm -hmm. talk about that again? I can't remember. My brain's only so big. Did we talk about that on the last I think episode? We didn't talk about the camp exactly because it was before the camp. Okay. So you did a camp and that's part of what we do for you yeah. is we schedule these events. So mm -hmm. speaking, camps, lessons, all those things through your website. We announced the launch of your website. What happened at that camp? Because it was pretty special. Can you yeah. share a few stories from yeah, it was really fun. Um, I loved all the girls that, you know, obviously attended. I had um, Cammie Quartercracks and Mackenzie Bump from the Ohio State softball team helping me. Um, it was just, it was a blast. I mean, I got to work with all these girls. Um, we had lunch provided, which was really, really good. Super thankful for that. Um, but we had a short little, you know, period of time dedicated for talking about um, mental health, my faith in Christ, um, Cammy and Mackenzie, they both shared their, you know, journeys as well. We talked about just gave, giving the girls scenarios, you know, talking through how we manage our stress. I had, which, oh my goodness, I completely forgot about this until now. I had a couple girls that were in attendance and, you know, with the camp. They stood up and kind of told their stories about, you know, them dealing with their mental health. And it was amazing. You know, I did. I cry. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah, I did. Um, but it was just so amazing to see that because I was being vulnerable, sharing my you know story that the, those girls stood up and talked about theirs. And. It, it was just awesome. And, you know, I talked to some of their parents afterwards and told them that, you know, their daughters are amazing. They were super vulnerable, you know, sharing their stories. But that, yeah, that was definitely my favorite part of the camp. I don't have any daughters that play softball. I had a son that played baseball. Mm -hmm. And the baseball community is very different than the softball community, although the sport is very similar. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, they're very, very different. And what I appreciate about you and Cami and Lexi, they're just different yeah. worlds. And I've appreciated how you, the three of you, all three of you have been so professional, intentional, careful. Mm -hmm. I'm just thinking of words when I think of you all with your social media, because I've seen other, I've seen it go the other way. Mm -hmm. And the three of you are just super 
role models for young ladies. And I've just seen that. And so when you, I think we talked after the camp and how to mm-hmm. go and, um, you know, you told me stories and I wasn't shocked. I wasn't surprised at all because you're a role model. There's not a part of me that was surprised mm-hmm. that these young ladies would be attracted to you because of who you are. And I think it's really important that you know that. And, you know, in my five years in the community, if you want to call it that, the softball community, I've just seen both. Mm-hmm. And I guess I tend to respect, it doesn't mean I don't respect the other young ladies. I respect them all, but I, I respect y'all more because yeah. you've been able to rise above it. Your Instagram's not trashy. Your TikToks aren't trashy. Um, your Facebook's not trashy. Your Twitter's not trashy. And I'm not saying that the other people are trashy. I'm saying that we can get sucked into this um, world that says we should do this, this, and this. And you, Lexi and Cammie, have never done that. And I appreciate that. And Haley uh, as well. Four young ladies that I really respect in the softball world that have been able to rise above it. And that's why I want people to do lessons with you. Because there's a lot of ways you can go and there's a lot of people you can do lessons with uh, and a lot of places you can do lessons. Um, anyway, I just want to tell you that because I think, I think I know after the camp and shout out Tony Huff, let's yes. give Tony Huff a massive shout out. What he's doing with battle ready softball is mm-hmm. amazing. His heart is huge. He's uh, he's doing some really, really great stuff. And I really appreciate and value Tony as well. We have a shirt. We created a shirt. Uh, mm-hmm. with our partners at 614 yes. for the camp. Well, let's make that available. You want to do that again? Yeah. Cool. All right. We can do that now. So, all right. That'll be, uh, it'll be, we'll have a link on Lexi's website and it'll also be available on mindscripted.com backslash shop. We'll put it did up you say there. Lexi's website. Did I say it? Did you I? You just called me Lexi. I'm sorry. I have an edit button so I can. I am that. so offended. Did you get to be offended? Can we talk about Lexi for a minute? Because she had the summer of Lexi. She was in Italy. She gets enough attention. Okay. (laughs) Well, still, it's still Lexi. She's she's no, she's amazing, and I love her, and I'm so proud of her. Yeah, I really, really am. And I know she's proud of you. And so, all right, we'll leave it at that. Shout out, Lexi. We don't have LexiHanley.com yet. It may be coming. Anyway, Lexi, if you're listening. Call me. Uh, plus, we got to your website. <laughs> anyway, no, Lexi's doing great things. She was in Italy all summer, and now she's, where is she? I can't uh, She's track. coaching at Kent State. She's a volunteer assistant at Kent. But she's going somewhere else. Japan? I think yes. so. Maybe? Yes. I don't know. Anyway, go back and listen to her episode because it's up there. So I'm excited for your future. I know that. Life happens. I mean, I think anybody listening to this, and that's why I'm here, it's not about softball. Like, yeah. life happens. You know, we have our plans. What was it, John Lennon? Way before your time. I don't even know. Do you know who John Lennon is? The Beatles. Thank you. <laughs> I just want to make sure you knew who he even was. Uh, I did a research project on John Lennon. Do you remember the quote he said about life? No. He said, life is what happens while you're busy making other plans. That's nice. That was not a part of my project. (laughs) It's true. Uh, It's been true in my life. Life is what happens while you're busy making other plans. And so we make other plans. You had plans this year to play Mm -hmm. softball and life happened. And, uh, but what I, what I appreciate about you is you're not just going to be like, okay, well that sucks. And life, you know, I'm just going to whatever we have plans as a, as a team with you. Um, 
you know, we're excited to see where you go now. Thank you for being our second first, um, well, our first in our brand new studios. Mm -hmm. Do you like the new studios? I do. It's nice. It is nice. It's a little warm up here, but that's okay. Warm? Like, I have a little heater right there. My armpits are sweating. That's probably why, because you have a heater back there. It's not on. It's not on. All right. Anyway, we need to get out of here. Uh, Caitlin, thank you. Thank you for believing in us. Uh, from the day that you and I first met, you have believed in me. Uh, you have believed in us. We're not going to cry in this episode. I'm Absolutely not, not. We're not going to do it. No. <laughs> We've done it on the other ones. But no, uh, thank you for believing in us, for believing in me, um, and just putting your trust in us and what we can do for you. So, Well, thank you. I'm thank excited you. for your future. Me too. And also, it Don't. wasn't a fumble. It was so a fumble. Scott, it was a fumble. So... <laughs> Was, no, I'm, it was a fumble. Yes, it was a fumble. It was absolutely a fumble. See, you've already been around Scott too long. It was a fumble. So Scott, just so everybody could get up to speed, uh, Caitlin's boyfriend, Scott, is a massive New England fan, and Caitlin and I are Raiders fans, and it absolutely was a fumble. Yep. We'll end it on that. <laughs> Shout out, Scott. Uh, <laughs> go Raiders. They're terrible. Anyway. Appreciate you, Caitlin. Thank you so much for being a part of our team. Thank you. I appreciate it a right. lot. We'll talk soon. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Unscripted Podcast with your host, Aaron Conrad. Be sure to like, share, and follow on all your favorite podcast platforms. Also, make sure to check out our song, When I Think About You on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you enjoy your favorite songs. We'll, we'll see, see you next time, time on Unscripted with Aaron Conrad.